0: On radio On radio More of the good stuff Cliffcentral.com From American oxygen to a deeply, deeply, deeply African um tradition and practice. My name is Pumi Maseho and you're tuned in to Wumantla. It's Wednesday and it's five past twelve. Today we're talking about a deeply African tradition that has found a new lease on life. We're talking about Sangomas, what they're about. And I've got a guest coming into the studio, but I think her ancestors were, were refusing this morning. And so she's running a little bit late. But I do have on the line, I have... um a very, very dear person to me who's also my cousin. Her name is Tula Dukumalo, and she's also very recently a young, vibrant, awesome young lady who's very recently gone through her initiation as a Sangoma, and she's going to chat with us a little bit about what her calling, how she found her calling, and how she responded to it, and what it means for her in 2015. Morning, tools. How are you? Hi,
1: I'm in you.
0: Thank you so so much much for for coming on air with me. Uh, just to chat, I know you, you've got to go and be in a meeting, which is one other aspect of what we need to talk about. Your meeting. Tell me about how you found your calling and also your name. Your name, um, your rosy name is Voma. Tell me a little bit about how you came to that.
1: Okay. So what happened was I was, um, I'm very spiritual by nature and I was, uh, doing, uh, meditation course but a very intensive one at the time and um it was like a weekly um eastern meditation course i was doing um through um a lady that i had met previously and um what happened was i think i went to other pants and started thinking that i was i was veering more um on the eastern side because i was very much into it um what would happen would be i would be like in a meeting at work and, you know, having a conversation with a client and I would start feeling, um, you know, a feeling of, you know, I, I used to call it beam me up, Scotty feeling, um, where I would be probably going somewhere where I didn't know where I was going, but I was still present in the meeting, but, you know, I started feeling things. Um, I also recall I was driving one day and like I'd be at a robot and I'd, and I'd get this, this feeling, you know, like, you know, it's a feeling that I would get when I was I was meditating of feeling like, you know, something great is happening. And I couldn't, like, explain this thing that was happening to me. And I remember going back to Sue. Sue was helping me with the meditation at the time. And I'd be, and I'd be like, Sue, I'm not meditating. I've stopped. And she was like, no, you're not closing your new uh, You know, this is a way of, of <laughs> shutting down the meditation process. And, and, you know, I literally stopped. But that feeling uh, wouldn't go away um but uh what had happened before that was that my husband uh's mother had had consulted um a, a white sangoma and he had had told my husband had told me and my husband secretly that my husband had the calling so my husband had started um you know seeing the white guy um who's a sangoma who had mentioned that he had the calling and um he was going through the process and um I then like had to go and consult with him to say, this is what I'm feeling. And we had checked and it it came out that I also had the calling. Um,
0: so how do you balance in your, in your life? So you, you speak about meetings and you're a pretty young person. I'm not going to out you, but you're in your thirties <laughs> and you've got a work, you've got a job and you're a career in advertising. How do you balance the two between um your your calling and your spiritual life, as it were, and how did you in twenty fifteen kind of go yeah this these are ancestors calling me to a, a greater purpose.
1: I'm very fortunate because um I know that I've got a granny or oh she is you know um negotiating on my behalf to say she's a working woman uh she needs to she needs to balance it out so my, my, uh, my are not very demanding on me. You know, um, they, uh, they, you know, I get clients as and when, but it's it's all manageable. It's things that I do after hours and on weekends, as and when it fits into my schedule. So, for example, I've got a, a one-year-old um, baby, and you could see that the the clients literally they stopped coming. But I think it's all part of the journey where. They know when to give you more and what not to give you. So, uh, Mina, I I don't overcommit myself. Um, it doesn't interfere with my work. Um, I, I've seen other people where it does interfere with their work, but it's something that you need to, to speak to them continually and explain. Because you they won't let you do something that they don't want you to do. So for me, I'm I'm fortunate because I don't have such a demanding load, but because I'm very committed to them, I make time for them. um, They understand, so I balance it out. After in in the evenings, if I have to see a client, then I'll see it Um, on weekends. If I go into events, it's something that happens on weekends.
0: And what about in your workplace? So in the in the office, do people have have you shared? you're calling with the people in the office and how do, do they respond? So I understand that the ancestors on the one side are accommodating to you, but this is something that's very unknown known in the workplace, in, in the Western society that we live in now. And there's lots of preconceptions that people um, assume certain things. How have you been able to deal with that in the workplace?
1: I mean I'm very open about my calling and I mean before when la where i work sorry i i when I interviewed I actually disclosed i i said to them I have to go through the initiation process because I didn't know what that was gonna come with and how it was gonna affect me with work and I disclosed to uh my employees and h r would see i have to do the calling and um because I'm so open, you know it really is you know, people treated me with respect. I, I'm I'm very I'm client facing. Um, when I was training, I was not allowed to to be touching people. I, I had to explain that um, to my clients. And you know what? I I can truly say that I really, really, really did not get affected or affect other people because um, you know people assume that it's gonna it's gonna affect your life. But you know, the more honest and open you are with people, the more people respect it and actually it's not a big deal in my in my in my in my office at all that i'm isangom. They, they 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 accept me and it's like one of those things that everybody has it's not something that is unique
0: <coughs> pardon me and for you when you were going through the training um was it what you thought it would be or was it difficult it
1: was you know, there's parts of it that are, are, are really, really challenging. Um, it, it It's actually, it's it's not as hard as you think that it is, because once you've done it, it's more the fear of, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Uh, is more coming? And every time you do it, you think, oh, this is easy. It's not as hard as I thought. I mean, I do recall uh, the day before Induaso thinking, what am I doing? I want to run away. But when Induaso happened, I was, so happy and so so elated my spirit was so happy and it was so organic that I, I didn't know what else you know there was nothing else I could do and I was so happy that I went through it with it I do think that fear takes over most of the time with people because it's the fear of the unknown but when you're going through that process then um, your spirit takes over it's not necessarily you anymore
0: And when you were in the, in the spirit, when you were that fear, what were the things that you have learned on the other side of having gone through the process and having known what you, the misconceptions that you had? What was your biggest aha moment?
1: My biggest aha moment is that I'm spirit and that I'm beyond the body, you know, because it's, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not, it's not too late to speaking. It's not too late to acting. It's woman it's it's another person that takes over and 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 that and that i can do more than i could ever even, even imagine in my head because you can never imagine uh what's going to happen and you can't imagine going through that process so it's more you know i, I don't know what it is like i could say it's, it's being able to do supernatural things. I don't know if I'm explaining myself correct. Well, okay, so that's
0: a, that's a good one, supernatural things. Because I think one of the, the biggest fears that most people are unable to articulate is that we know and understand that in the spirit world, just like in the in the world of flesh, there are good people and there are bad people. There are good spirits and there are bad spirits. Um would would you say that you 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 believe more in bad spirits now, having had the experience that you've had? And how do you deal how do you deal and define between the good and the bad? I definitely
1: believe in good and bad now. Spiritual spiritually as well, because as I was training, things would be unveiled to me, you know, like, uh, you know, bad people, you know, um, doing bad things. At that time, I, I obviously, I was still training, and I didn't understand what it was, but uh, as you learn and you start understanding what good and bad is, I mean, for example, before I started training and before I realized that I, I had the, that calling, I had I would what I would call a spiritual warfare with. With uh, my um, my new boss at the time, she walked into the room, and I had been working in this company for like four years, and and my spirit shook, like you know, like you know when somebody walks into a well, I don't think people have experienced. Many people have experienced it, where someone walks into a room, and then when you as a person, you you want to run away, you want to because stuck in a circle as they don't agree with each other, and 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 you you because you're going through the spiritual thing, it, your senses become more heightened, so it's it's easier to feel negative energies and and to see negative uh people within your dreams as well. So that that does exist, I can testify.
0: And how do you deal with it? Because you're obviously more heightened to it i mean i think we we all kind of feel i could deal with the bad person i could deal with the thief i could deal with um a person treating me badly but in in the spiritual realm like you say this this was at the office how do you how do you deal with it
1: so for me like i said it was before i trained that it was more obvious and and in my space you know where where I would feel the negative energies. Right now, I, I, my senses are are less heightened. Like when I'm at work, I'm not at work um, where I where I'm employed to to be iStangol. I'm at work to deliver on my deliverables. So I I'm not necessarily as heightened with sensing the good and bad first because that's not what I'm here to do. But when I'm in my uh, spiritual calling, or when I'm at home, when I'm dreaming.
0: Those things will come up and and as you you're then in it, so how do you counter it? Can you explain that
1: again how do
0: you how do you counter so when you when the when the when the bad spirits are in your space, how do you counter it how do you recognize them and counter it just for other people that are also listening so that they if they have that kind of experience, how they would be able to identify that what they're seeing or experiencing is negative or bad?
1: Well, you, you see, with me, it normally comes in a dream format, and it's something that I would have to interpret for it to be explained. Uti, that what's happening in that situation is not a good thing, or it's not. A, so sometimes people may have dreams, but they don't know what it means. So that's why you go through the process of being to us or you consult Nesangoma to say, I've had a dream, one, two, three, four, five. W- what does it mean? I'm getting a, a sense, I'm getting a bad energy about this dream. Does it necessarily mean what it means or is there more to it? So that's why you do go to people like myself to understand this, you know, I'm, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Can we check it out? Can we check it in, my, uh, in the bones to check, Uti, you know, is this a good or a bad thing? Because, Some things mean certain things, some things don't necessarily mean certain things. But that's why you need to go through the training process to understand things fully. And do you throw bones? Hello? Hello? Yeah? Can
0: you hear me? I can hear you.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if I've explained it correctly, for you, or you need
0: to the Yeah, that makes sense to me. So when I was getting ready for the show, I I was reading so many things like on the internet, and I think one of the things that that made me want to have this conversation, um, is because there's been a big resurgence. I I often hear people that I haven't seen in a long time, and now they they're going through into us. So and there was a bbc documentary which also just put it on the world map the number of people that are having a spiritual calling while they have this western life as it were as well and lead the two lives next to each other and then there, there, there's a big thing on the internet if you just google it i mean the the numbers that come up in terms of the number of south africans that um consult izangoma is, is anything between 1% and 80%. And the, there's one that that's very popular. I mean one of the biggest ones that comes up more often is is one that says 80% of of South Africans um black South Africans consult isangoma first before any other kind of medical intervention. And that's that's what kind of got me thinking about this as well to say who how real is this? So on in your experience are there a lot of people going through similar experiences and and what do you think that's about
1: i know a few people going through the experience but the feeling that i get is that more people are going to go through that that experience i do think that um our forefathers are reaching out to us uh, slowly but surely because we are spirits at the end of the day and our and our forefathers were healers and, and there, there was obviously that break in between with, um, the coming of Christianity where, uh, South African black people were, were, you know, negatized it or shunned away from it, I think because of Christianity. So, you know, it, 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 it's something that's there and maybe, not that it may be, it, it's something that has been even with our parents, but because they couldn't recognize what it is, it'll, it will affect me. And one of the reasons that I took on the calling was because I, hadn't, I didn't have a child at the time. I, I actually wanted more to, to protect my children, you know. So it will be easier for me for if my child says, I want to be a because I know what she's in for, you know. So it's something that is there. Some people may not be even aware that they have the calling, but it really is all over. I'm not sure about people consulting 80%. I, I, I can't attest to that. But I do know that, you know, people do come to me and say, Can I please have a reading? And and people also have misconceptions of, of what it is. They think it's fortune telling. Uh it's it's not that. It's it's a connection um to communicate with what your ancestors want from you or what or or, or or a message that needs to be portrayed to you. So
0: the misconception, what are the kinds of things that people are asking for when they come on to consultations?
1: Generally, what we what we would do is 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 to find out what is the main problem that that they are facing or that they want to be um, to be checked. Uh, people come with with many different reasons, hey, um, and 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 a lot of it always ends up being a spiritual problem because they manifest in different ways uh, through work, through relationships not going well. Um, through sickness, um, it's just a way of getting um, that the, getting that person's attention. Would be go and consult? So people come with different things.
0: So how does one? You know, everywhere I go, like on the side of the road, there are always people giving pamphlets. Even at traffic lights now, <laughs> there's people. You know that that you can call. Papa Wemba, and they will bring back a lost lover, they'll mm. money making schemes, mm. enlarge your breasts and penis, you know, there's all of that. And you kind yeah. of, and I look at, I look at those flyers and I go, mm, you're right. But if a person has a problem, they search for a solution wherever a solution seems to present itself. So yes. how would a person be able to kind of go, yeah, this is a this is a, a sham here. This is a charlatan that I'm dealing with, or this is a real a real healer or a sangoma that I'm working with here.
1: So all the things that you've just mentioned, I can't help you with. I can't bring <laughs> back a lover. What use are you make to make me? I can't make you rich. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make you win the lottery, but I can communi- help you communicate with your ancestors to find out what they want and they need for you. Mm-hmm. So don't come to me if you need to win the lotto or if you need to bring back a lost lover but can can I Sang-o, can't help
0: but me. can you can't do it but can other sangomers do it?
1: I haven't experienced people who have done it, so I can't speak for them. <laughs> I personally cannot bring back lost lovers that's not the, the that's not my understanding of 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 for me, it's to communicate with them, to understand what they want. Um, you know, maybe they want you to do certain rituals uh, for them or for yourself. You know, maybe you've had a miscarriage and, uh, or, or or you've had an abortion and you actually have darkness and we need to clarify, uh, cleanse that and and, and 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 clear your aura because you're walking around with something like that. You know. Those are the
0: kind of things we can help you with. So you started your journey um, in the East and and found that in in, the, in that Eastern philosophy, you got called back to an African Correct. route.
1: Yeah?
0: Yes. D- w- why was the East the place that called you and not an African route to begin with? Do you know?
1: I'm not sure. Hey. I could just say I've all, you know, uh, my mother as somebody very influential in my life and you know we've we've, we've gone and 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 consulted with um esoteric people uh, we've always done that i've grown up like that but for us to go to isangoma that's not something i had done literally the first time i went was when i went with my husband to a white sangoma because obviously i'm west. I'm um, brought up in that Western mentality. It was
0: like, okay, I can do a white Sangoma. Let's see what
1: he has. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? So,
0: so tell me about the experience with a white Sangoma. Because, like, as I look at pamphlets and go, hmm, I don't know if this person is the real thing. I, I wonder, in my mind, I also think, a white Sangoma, you know, I don't know if this is the real thing. So, how, how was that experience for you? You know,
1: any, anybody be it white or black it all depends on what training they've had and and um, what 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 how they've trained you know so I I, I actually went through this one person who obviously uh, said a few things and they happened to be right uh, it wasn't a bigger experience than maybe uh, going to uh, a, a, a started, uh person it wasn't any different you know what I mean because I'm, I'm already open to to mediums and people speaking to me and giving me information so nothing was better than the other it was just another way of communicating to the other side and I've always been intrigued by that
0: sure <laughs> so uh, they are uh, tell me about your spiritual name so your name is your spiritual name is Voma, which means to agree yes how did you come to that name
1: it's something that uh, when I got into a we 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 pashaed about, and pasha is, is to pray and to ask for guidance. And and um, I recall before I I trained uh, my trainer's trainer, when I was introduced to him, uh, um, he the first thing he actually said to me was, which I think is is not by coincidence, was, why is it that other people are running away from this and you're not running away from it? That's the first. He ever said to me, and and I, I and I am that person. I never, I agreed, I I, ah, I agreed on mm. the calling, and and that's where I think it comes from. But that's the name that came for me.
0: Can anybody become a sangoma?
1: No, unless you're called. It's not for not everybody has a calling.
0: But but everybody has a spiritual connection.
1: Correct, because you you have ancestors.
0: And let's talk about the dark dark side of the magic. I mean, one of of the things that is talked about very often is that you could, you can go to a Sangoma and you can work black magic against your enemies and that kind of stuff. Is that, is that, is that true? You can.
1: You know, I mean, in in not a, in not a, a Sangoma way of thinking, there is power within the word. You know that as well um you know if you affirm certain things they will happen and 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 obviously in the uh, people who are doing bad things they're doing that uh with with the words they're doing it uh with um so you know those things exist
0: and does it work on people that don't believe it or does it only yep. work on people that believe it works. It? <laughs> it works it works <laughs>
1: You don't have to believe it, but it will happen. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, if you keep on saying something and you don't believe that you keep on saying it and it's going to happen, it's the law of attraction. You, you know, if you keep on doing something, you know, something's going to happen out of it. Mm, Cause and effect.
0: Sure. That's incredibly amazing. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time and having this conversation with me. I think it's, um, it's incredibly important to to get to dispel the myths, just some of the things that even for myself, knowing what I know, there are a lot of th- questions that I still have. And so just taking your time to, to share your experience with us is incredibly okay. powerful. And I think probably wh- whoever's listening has also been touched and, and a different perspective has been given. So thank you very much. And thank you for taking the time out of your workday, of your busy workday, to also have this conversation with me. It's
1: my
0: pleasure. All right, my darling. Bye. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world, chained, never to be released. But now it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Clef Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough?
1: I'm a renegade. I just hit the ground running.
0: Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. Tease and see supply. So you started your own business.
2: You have the office space. The
0: employees. Morning, Buzz. Morning
2: sir. the printer. The office van the coffee machine and the office phone. Starting a business and building up a customer base can be daunting. Enter the Yellow Pages Reliable Locals promotion and you could win your share of free marketing for your business to the value of 1 million rand. Visit reliablelocals.co.za for more info.
0: Central dot com. And pieces of music there Voodoo Child by Anjali Kejo and Nizalo Ngobani. who is your parents? and my guest has finally arrived she's been running late I'm so glad your ancestors now that you are here
2: <laughs> thanks for allowing us to be in studio and we apologize profusely for that's being
0: here I was just going to give you a hard time about it, but no but thank you thank you so much for coming and, and chatting with us because I think it 's a very relevant um i 've got in studio i 've got a what's your what 's your name Mahambechala. Mahambechala. Yes. oh that 's an interesting one it is. What is it, for for those who don 't know zulu what does what does your uh, ancestor name mean uh, the one that does not stay in one place um for long mm. they move from one place to another that mm. is loosely translated <laughs> That's a, that, that is amazing so your twitter handle um i fly chick underscore dot, underscore com was your twitter yes. handle uh, i'm we're talking about sangomas i think it's it's one of those things in that has found a resurgence in popular culture, not least of which I I think is because of a BBC documentary a couple of years ago that talked about sangomas, corporate sangomas, or the rise of the corporate sangoma, and then went on the Internet. I'm fascinated by this. I know a couple of people as well that have become sangomas, and then I went on the Internet, and I saw a shocking statistic that said up to 80% of black South Africans consult a sangoma. Before any other medical practitioner, and that took me back, and it got me thinking really to say, so that means out of every ten people I know, eight of them have consulted a sangoma. Now I'm not one of the eight, and I wonder how many of the others, and and that's why you're here to um, have yeah. the because because like it's a what? but it's true it's true it's true Pumi,
2: um, a lot of people consult isangomas, though others do it secretively, I would say, and they don't want the. The masses to like stereotype against them, look down on them, and tell them this is wrong because a lot of stigma has been brought upon Izangoma and um, African traditional belief systems. So, Abanye mm. Bayakukuna, it's.
0: And how you you so you're a young person. And old, old, she says, I'm looking at her and I'm going to put a picture of her right now. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to turn on my phone and put you on a a little bit on Periscope so you can see her. She's gorgeous and she, and you don't look old at all. So how did you accept and tune into your calling?
2: Accepting wasn't easy. That's the hardest part about the journey to accept Uguti. You've been given this huge responsibility to be the epitome of light and to be um the wisdom carrier of generation to generation um but there's a breaking point you're gonna get sick you're gonna have they call it bad luck but it's it's just a stream of events that happen that push you to accept who and what you are so at my age youngest age i accepted and i went to train Under the guidance of my great kobella, may his soul rest in peace, Mm ukolite. Yes. That's how I became Isangon.
0: So did you become sick? Did you have the classic, she was very sick and nobody knew what was happening to her before you knew?
2: I was hospitalized in a mental institution for six months. That's how sick I was. But the saddest thing is that the the sedation injections that they would give me, they wouldn't work. I would be up all night, all day, and
0: I would look like a zombie. Wow. And how did you know that, that what that meant was that you had to Twasa? I went to consult Nomunyuk
2: all older woman um in our location and she threw the bones and the bones confirmed Uguti I have to go and Twasa. But growing up I already knew Uguti there's something wrong with me. I was the black sheep of the family. Um for instance, my peers would go out and steal pictures, go next door, and they wouldn't get caught. But when I'm there, they would get caught. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> Bad luck,
2: maybe? I would say. And I always kept to myself. I didn't have friends. So there was something extremely wrong with me from an early age.
0: And and so then you went through the TWASA process. Yes. And here you are. Here I am. I go with you daily. Is Everyday. this your daily job?
2: Now it is. Um, I stopped working last year. Uh, I was a project administrator for a civil
0: consulting company, so
2: this is what I do every day.
0: And every day you have consult you you have consultations, people coming to you all day, every day. No, it's not an every day,
2: all day thing. And what what is, what
0: is a typical difficult. consultation like? It's strenuous. It
2: involves the body, mind, and the soul. There's a lot. You have to be focused, and you have to be there. You can't. Have, have your cell phone and tweeting and then going back to it no you have to be focused on that person because there's different energies that you're going to have to pick up and the different energies that you're going to have to release in order for this person to get help
0: and what what if i wanted to come to a consultation and I mean, on the internet, I was shocked <laughs> on the internet. The internet is the most fascinating thing in the world. It is. You can Google consult a sangoma and it's, it's like a big tourist attraction. It's become. It is. It is. A lot of people are making money out of it. And, and what is, what is it? So I come to a consultation. Is it like going to a doctor or what is it like? It's like going to a doctor, a priest,
2: a psychologist, a counselor, a friend. Because it involves a lot of things. Going to a doctor is different. He's going to treat your medical state, but coming to consult Umgoma, it's about body, mind, and soul. Hence, we, we categorize it as holistic healing, because we don't only deal with what is wrong with your body. It's the mind, the body, and the soul.
0: So, I just asked my um, the person I had on on call, who's who's also a, a Sangoma, about negative. Or what we know as witchcraft, can can a person go to anybody and then say, you know what? I've got my neighbor has this yapping dog. They were, (laughs) (laughs) and I really I want to do something to that dog. Can can any sangoma do that, or is it is it only particular ones that deal in the dark in the dark art?
2: I would say we have good and bad. Um, I for one wouldn't do that. Because that would be tagata. Would you tell me? <laughs> I would tell you straight to I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Try somewhere else. Which is um one of the things that build us is a You need to refer. If you don't deal with something, refer it because it's it's not all Sangoma's that do wrong. They
0: are good and then they are bad. Yes. And for you, now that you you are in the calling full time. Is your life better? Better than before?
2: Before. That's a tough one. Sometimes you miss being at work. You know, you miss interacting with different people outside Ubulhloz. You know, just meeting a person in the office, chatting. But now you have to be lozified all the time. It it takes a toll on, on a person. Because sometimes you need to go out, you need to see people. But when you're doing it full time, Uh, it gets difficult unless you've been doing it from the beginning because there are people who have been doing it from the beginning and it works for them. But for me, I can't say my life is better. My spirit is better. I feel at ease and I feel at peace, but, you know, Untatile is not
1: happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Untatile... Do you have to go into a trance state in order to be able to consult?
2: No. It's a different... There's consultation Then when you... Going into a trance is now another... It's another job on its own. It's not a must, but it happens sometimes. Do you throw bones? Personally, no. So how do how do how do you work? Um I use tarot cards. Tarot cards, like Yes. Okay. And I use a glass of water and then I can use my head.
0: And how do you how do you know in the moment that what you are divining is what that person requires? So like because I think when you go to a doctor, mm. you kind of trust that there's an instrument here, <sighs> and you're going, "Oh, so this thing says I weigh the sixty five yeah so th- there's there's a there's a level of tangible feedback, mm. even for the person being who, in the consultation how does it in because you work in a spiritual world, how does that work um what I can say is that the
2: spiritual realm works in its own mysterious ways. You may come and say, I want to check how my work is going. But the guides are going to say, uh, 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 the work can wait. This is a pressing matter. So whatever is pressing is what is going to come out first. You might not want to hear it. You might not be there for it, but it's going to come out. And a lot of people would now go and say, i but." I didn't get what I came here for. It's not about that. It's about what is pressing to you at that time,
0: and it may not necessarily be something that's top of mind for you.
2: And yes, and it's not something that you would desire most of the time. It's not what you want to hear. Ah, uh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that's... I mean, sometimes you'd want to hear you're going to win a, a, a million or something like that, whereas your guides are saying, "Hello, we here. We need your attention." Can, can you help me win a million? No. 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 I can't do that. Why? <laughs> I can't. I'm not a magician.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not a magician. I'm a healer. Now, lots of numbers and stuff.
0: So that, that. Flyer that you, that we see about bringing back lost lovers. I mean, I see, I see so many now. It's, it's like, it's like I opened up my own spirits when I started doing this research. It's like I opened up my own spirits. I even had a guy hand me one in Santon and I looked at it and I thought, how? This, you know, this is advanced. This these healers have become advanced. They're giving out flyers now, but that flyer says that this person can do everything can bring back a lost lover, can make your breasts bigger, can make your penis bigger, can make can make you rich and famous, and, and all of those things are all on one flyer. Can anyone do that? Or is that just a Charlotte's right name? It's like a 419 scam. As
2: differently as we are as people, and we're differently gifted, maybe untadile deals with Abantwana, the other one deals with wealth. I may never confirm, Muguti, that it's a scam or is it true or it's not, but I don't bring back lost lovers. I, <laughs>
0: I don't grow people's penises. <laughs> that's good. You don't? No, that's <laughs> going against nature. Speaking of nature, so how, how much? So, I mean, tarot cards, when I think Sangoma and I think ancestors, everyone, and you say tarot cards, I think huh, that sounds like worlds apart from each other. How do you reconcile the, the 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 Western type of life that we live and your spiritual or ancestral calling,
2: with reference to using tarot cards?
0: Tarot cards, the the way life is, the way life is today, and the way in my mind, um, Sangomas and the traditional way of our ancestors. Are very different from each other They are um,
2: Today you buy a chicken and you under slaughter it in your yard You have to call SPCA Or the neighbor can call police on you um, It gets difficult by the day We're still waiting for those bylaws from the government To allow us to To incorporate Ubungoma With our daily lives today Some things may never change Some things may never evolutionize
0: but traditional healers, um, including Izangoma and herbal um, healers, inyang. Are, inyang, are are recognized by an act passed in 2007, a traditional healers act. And wh- what does that mean for you, knowing that the government, even though we are not all the way where you would want to be, knowing that the government has recognized and, and gives a, a place? It's a great, uh, Uh, it's a great step. Just to say, just to say, even when I was reading it and the fact that even like midwives sit in the same place as Sangomas, I thought that, oh wow, yes, that's amazing. It's
2: a great step towards finding, uh, not finding a place per se, but finding balance between traditional way of doing things. And our day to life now, the millennium, because um, we need the government as traditional healers. Because a lot of, there's a lot of loopholes. There's a lot of um, social cohesions that we, we would need to to bridge and gap. Like what? For instance, people are also these days. Partly is speaking to the ancestors, not praying to them, but speaking to them. People don't do that anymore. And it's one of the things that we would like one day to see being taught at school. Like, you know your lineage. If you are Mokwena, you would know Kimukuena Wahamang, like your, your tribe. Today we don't know that. And there's little that, um, our government is doing in order to assist. But it's not, it's not all in vain. We're getting there. We've got a council now. For traditional healers, um, they have a mandate which they're dealing with. I'm not quite clued up, but what's going on there? But it's a step towards a
0: better life for traditional healers. You make the distinction between Upatla, speaking to ancestors and praying. Is ubungoma or, or, or the working with sangomas? Is it in contrast to Christianity, or they're not even the same thing? They are the same. It's just that
2: it's it's the interpretation of each and every human being. Others would say Obungoma is parallel to Christianity, whereas it's not. There are similarities that happen in the Bible that also happen um in the life of Obungoma. And going back to history, all humanity began in Africa. So we would like, I believe that even the Bible was derived from Africa. Certain things and certain... Traditions in the Bible were taken from African spiritualists, so it's it, it's not contrast; it's the way we interpret it that makes it very different.
0: Well, hi, Brad. So, Brad's just sent through a comment, and this is one of the and and his comment is really is he's he's skeptical whether it's a psychic or whether it's a sangoma. He, he's very skeptical, and and feels that um, they take they bring comfort to people but also tend to take advantage of people because of the way that they charge. So how, how do consultations get charged with sangomas? You know there's a medical aid rate for doctors. How does a consultation with the sangoma get charged for?
2: Um, consultation differs from person to person. It may be 50. Person rand. to person being like the, pro- the service provider. Yeah. the oh, service okay. provider to the other. Mm-hmm. It can be a 50 rands, it can be 10 rands. Others charge up to 500 rands for a consultation. It depends what what's included in the in the consultation.
0: Is there such a thing as a standard 101, first consultation kind of thing?
2: There is a standard, but it, it's personal. We, we're not regulated, and it would be a difficult thing to regulate because we work with different guides. Maybe your guide wants 1.5 for a consultation, which would include maybe a, a, a steaming session. The other one would be 150, including the steaming session and some herbs. So we work differently. There's, it can't be
0: a standard fee. Mm, so it's difficult to regulate it. Very. And so, if, as a person who's never been to a, a consultation with the Sangoma, and, and also I'm just thinking about all these tourists that come here, <laughs> what can one expect? From a consultation with the Sangom. Um, what can you expect? expect mm. I, I, expecting <laughs> Narazaka, obviously. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'd expect, um, one, your body to be at ease. Number two, your mind should not wander. And your spirit should say yes. Because once you're there, you re- you're going to receive all the above. For just one price And you are there for two hours Or maybe three It depends on the session that you're having with that person Doctor Ten minutes is enough We can take it up to three hours It depends what you want And what you want to ask Because you're allowed to ask questions
0: mm-hmm. And does it only work for people who believe Or does it does it work for everybody? It works for anybody Whether you believe or not a Consultation works for anybody So I could, if I'm a believer, I could come to you and consult on behalf of somebody else and to be able to take the message to them?
2: No, Mm. no. Let let us not be brokers here. (laughs) (laughs) The person should come in themselves because it's all about feeling. You have to feel the energy of that person and work with that person. But as a believer, you can come and there are some things that you would like dismiss, but there are things that are going to hit the
0: core in that consultation what has your greatest learning been from from having the experience of being very ill and, and eventually institutionalized um, to where you are now? My greatest lesson.
2: Hmm. That's a tough one. I've had a lot. Um, but I've learned that life isn't what you want it to be. Life isn't what people tell you it is. Life is what you make it. And life is what... You, you aspire to be. Um, if you want your life to be rosy, you need to make it rosy. But I shouldn't look at Pumi and say, I want my life to be like Pumi's. No, it does not work like that. That's what I've learned. And in the recent um, workshop that we had last week with Isesi Kulanjalo, the NGO that I'm part of, um, we were having a theme saying you're not alone. We included everybody, the skeptics, the skeptics, And we shared our stories. And to me, so far, that's my greatest lesson. I'm not alone in all of this. I may feel alone and I may feel troubled, but I'm not alone. But I'm alone together. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big one. Alone (laughs) together. (laughs) We're all alone in a group. Yes. It's fine to be alone in a group, but it's not nice to be alone alone. Mm. So we need to be alone together. And make this work
0: And just before we say goodbye, a message to the skeptics. What would you say to the skeptics about having had the experience that you've had?
2: I would say that the guides are there. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with the people that I've worked with. I've seen it with my colleagues. I've seen it around me. And if you're skeptical don't look down on don't have an opinion have a research like you did get to know the people because you cannot have an opinion about something that you don't know i cannot have an opinion about i'm a muslim because i've never been muslim i've never even took a, taken time to to learn their way of doing things so if you're a skeptic be a, an open-minded skeptic don't close your eyes to the truth sure
0: I think that's a powerful one. That's definitely a good one to end at. Thank you so much. I yes, know you, yeah, it took yeah. everything. Thank you for having <laughs> to, me to get out <laughs> here. But maybe we'll just have a, a short little conversation that we can that's share okay. with everybody on, on. Thank you for having me. And your, me. your, your Twitter handle again, get peop, how people can get hold of you. If somebody is listening and wants to get hold of you, wants to have a consultation, how do they get hold of you? They can send an email to
2: Jalo at com. Or the number 076-023-1403. Facebook, Untaddi Lenye The Twitter one is <laughs> very difficult.
0: It is a difficult one. I don't know why you chose that. I'll one. change it and I'll leave the details with you. <laughs> Please. Okay. But it was it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming through and chatting with me. You. I think for me more than any other thing, you know, the open-minded, the open-mindedness is is one of the things that we strive for here. And I think as a woman and... A lot of Sangomaza women. Yes. And a lot of, of the spirits, Abokoko, that come through even when you're a man, mm-hmm. are women. And I think it's a very pertinent conversation to be having in 2015 in South Africa. So thank you for coming through. Thank okay. you for hosting. I'm Pumima Sheho. You've been listening to Womanza. I'll see you again next week.
1: Clipscentral.com.